on last week's Irrevelations. I think this is going to be an episode where we get into some real f***ing Bible. But now they're going to make a woman a prophet? And you just see her hand kind of gently reach over for a giant piece of metal spike, and he's like, oh, f*** that about, but I'm going to take a nap. Yeah, she straight up pegged him. <laughs> right into the ground. Yeah, Judges 5.30, are they not finding and dividing the spoil to every man a girl or two? Illegals. Pouring in through the borders, taking up all the space for the good Israelite people. And Gideon's like, well, if the uh, if God's with us, then what the fuck's going on around here? <laughs> Before we turn to the word, I would like to... Can't be a big blessing to people if I'm poor and broke and depressed and I don't feel good about myself. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness. I believe in a literal burning Bible hell just as strongly as I believe in a beautiful heaven. No, no, no. Not God bless America. God, I am America. The Bible means a lot to me, but I don't want to get into specifics. Pray this simple prayer. Lord, speak to me. Okay, this is my story of the week. Are you ready? All right. Uh, this is from the Daily Beast. Renowned MIT scientist defends Epstein. The victims were entirely willing. <laughs> <laughs> now, what's fantastic about this okay. below the surface? All right. Uh, I've, a, not, I've not heard of this at all. I mean, so. Right up front, it's a great headline. Right. But you, what's fantastic you is... You had Epstein. <laughs> what, what's fantastic is that since the whole Epstein thing broke, right. they've been doing the worst damage control. MIT, I mean, has been doing the worst damage control at distancing themselves from the fact that he has been a huge donor to their huh. programs. <laughs> so oh. there's even an internal email. I think it's MIT. Could be wrong. I don't care if I'm wrong, though. Okay. One of the universities, probably MIT, there was an internal email that was like titled uh, uh, something like, don't mention Jeff. And it was like, hey, just make sure no one lets out the information that Jeff Epstein is one of our biggest donors. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, that's like, someone's going to read that email and tell the yeah, press. Yeah, every, every, every email gets out. I mean, you know why? Because it's simple to fucking forward a fucking email. <laughs> like, or just take a picture of I it. I wonder if I should your... send this secret information via a communication <laughs> that's designed to be shared. I wonder what... The answer is always yes. I wonder what will happen if I do this. Uh, what's Honestly, his, what's dude... What's his stance? Like, how, how... I think it's pretty straight up and down. Yeah, that, that they were willing, and then they... Yeah. I think... this. Okay, the, the news story goes on to cite um, a blog post that he wrote in 2011 defending child pornography, so... <laughs> The so, fact that he's on board with that MIT has this guy on as a scientist. He's um, a goddamn hot take factory. Yeah. <laughs> Here's his child pornography take, though. He said, um, "What what some people with the state consider child pornography could be an image of a sexually mature teenager that any normal adult would find attractive, or it could be a photo. Adults, of course, yeah, could be a photo of you and your lover that the two of you shared. So, like from when you were kids, which is weird that you keep it. What if you did?" If you okay, let's say that we were born, you know, in the in the early aughts instead of the eighties. Sure. And we were fooling around in our high school years and, you know, taking sexy pics of ourselves with our with our lady friends. Oh, okay. I was, I was saying just ourselves, like like someone just comes to your house and is like, Is this 
why do you have a photo of you spreading your own ass at 15 years old? I'm like, it's a good ass. Why is there a Coke bottle in your asshole? <laughs> I'm like, listen, man, if you see what my ass looks like now, this is the golden age. Like, I'm not going to fucking take that down. That's art. I'm blowing the fuck out. Now. Anyway, so so back on your... your, your oh, yeah. Budget. So basically he's like, yeah, what's the big deal? What's the big deal? <laughs> I, love that, uh, I love that it's like this weird argument against obviously horrendous acts against children as if the fringe cases are like what's most important. Now, I understand that like when the law gets applied, the fringe cases kind of come more to the forefront, but you know, it's like, Oh, a 50 year old man was having sex with a 12 year old girl. Like, Oh yeah, that should be illegal. Like, well, I don't know guys. What if you're like 19 years old and you're having sex with a 17 year old? They're like, okay, obviously we are talking about two fucking different things. <laughs> yeah. Like this, where can I, where can I draw this line differently like, so that I don't have to get in trouble for fucking Like, Who's kids? watching the movie taken and rooting for the bad guys. Like, like I don't understand. Wait, you just don't like Serbs? Yeah, you just... <laughs> Are you racist? <laughs> like, I don't understand. 60-year-old guy, 12-year-old. I mean, I don't understand the issue. I just... I mean, you know, what do you it's, want? It's part of Albanian culture. So you're against two 15-year-olds fucking? I'm like, okay, first of all, 15-year-olds fucking, I don't have an opinion. Here's the case where I do have an opinion of it and why I'm calling it pedophilia. Like, oh, you're a part of the problem. Um, yeah. I don't know. Harvey, Harvey Weinstein... I'm actually not that familiar with I, I I remember Brett Ratner trying to sexually harass I think it was Olivia Munn uh which was uh, to, just to sum it up for the audience he Olivia Munn said that she walked into his like uh hotel room once okay, or his I'm trailer not heard this. Uh-huh. just just she was like oh yeah and then I was with Brett Ratner and I just walked into his trailer he called me into his trailer and I walk in there and it's just his fat grotesque body him eating um shrimp cocktails with one hand and slow stroking his chub with the other and I just was like, no, thank you. And like Brett Ratner was like, we fucked, by the way, you guys. Like, he's, <laughs> he's like, no, I. He's like, no, I raped her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, remember, remember, Olivia Mudd totally tapped that shit. Yeah, cool. I was like, yeah. But um, I mean, that's when you're when you're peaking like Ratner, you got to do it. But but yeah, yeah, yeah. When you when you do Rush Hour two, it's time to fucking you can you can write your own you fucking gotta, legend. You gotta cash you know? in those chips. Yeah, yeah. Can, no, one's, who's gonna fucking? I'm the guy that I'm the guy that told Chris Rock how to do that stupid laugh. I mean, fucking. Oh, I guess Chris yeah. Tucker. Whatever. <laughs> Chris Tucker laugh. Yeah. Um, I forget. Wait, was it Tucker? Yeah, yeah it was Chris Tucker. Tucker so, yeah, he's like he's Chris like, Rock's course, a lethal weapon. How could Olivia? How could any no, woman resist? I don't know. I think I think that's a muddy area. I almost don't even want to weigh in on it. Like I remember when the allegations it's a m- muddy area? Like sort of the whole idea of a guy in a position of power says, "Okay, listen, I can offer you some type of transaction in exchange for sex." You know. Yeah, not not healthy. Not, you know, whatever, uh, whether or not that's consensual or not, or right or wrong. I mean, I, I have a hard time, I don't know if it's fucked up or not, but to, to me, if someone was like, hey, Cole, uh, your podcast will make upwards of $5 a week if you'll suck me off, I'd be like, well, all right, I gotta weigh these options, $5 a week, that's nothing, you know, that's not nothing, you know, but um, if I make that decision and I make that call and I stay in that room, I don't know, it's kind of, I, I think the argument against it being consensual is a little bit, bit different. It's definitely a fucked up thing to do. I think Harvey Weinstein's a piece of shit. I just, I, I think there was that argument of going down to the nuance where I was like, are you defending a fucking pervert? And I'm like, I don't, you know, I'm not defending a pervert. I just enjoy you nuance. Kind of are. Yeah. <laughs> You're a little bit, you know, like I remember CeeLo green kind of got that, uh, 
that accusation against him, and it was basically like uh, this girl. He told this girl that, and the story might have changed since then. But the way I remember it was that he told this girl like, "Hey, I'm doing a fucking music video. I'm CeeLo Green. Obviously, I'm I'm the hottest thing in town right now. Why don't yeah. you come to my trailer?" That was with... short lived, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you come to my trailer with some friend, a friend of mine, and then we'll see how it goes. And then they had sex. Sure. And then, like, two days passed, and then they had sex again, and then she didn't get a role in the fucking um, music video or whatever, and then, like, accused him of, like, rape and shit. I'm actually going Uh. to double-check my... But I was like, I was like, well, I don't know who to fucking blame on that one. I mean, I don't know. If you came back twice and then had sex with CeeLo fucking Green, I just don't know what did you think was going to happen. I think it should be illegal to tell someone you'll give them something in exchange for sex. Like, uh, like, like being like, I'll f- like if you do that, if you fuck me, you'll get this part. That should be illegal. Actually, I That's... might want to take it all back because the first thing I see it says CeeLo Green says it isn't rape if the victim is unconscious. So I don't know if I'm oh defending, my... <laughs> I don't know if I'm defending CeeLo knew... Green anymore. I mean, I knew a long time ago before this. I knew when this conversation started that you were on the wrong side. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, fuck. Uh, Singer apologizes and deletes Twitter after discussing court case when he played no contest to supplying woman with ecstasy. Yeah, all right. I guess I fucking uh, yeah. I'm gonna take all that back. Uh, yeah, because eventually you get to the point of like the cops who are like, "Well, do you want to go to jail or you just want to suck a dick real quick?" Yeah, and it's like that's a that's the that's the roller coaster you're on if you if you. I guess I just don't cool. know if it if it's different than me going underneath an overpass. And I just see like a lady, and I'm like, "Hey, fifty bucks if you'll give me a half and half." And she's like, oh, "Okay." And then like as we're done, I'm like, "I only got thirty five. Is that cool? You know, like, is that is that a crime? Does that does that hold the same weight? I don't know." Yeah, that's a crime. That's <laughs> crime. I guess it is a. It's a I mean, it was already a crime, but when you solicited for sex <laughs> <laughs> under a bridge, under so a bridge. I don't even know why we this have hypothetical that. story where the I'm... fact that you're poor and. A criminal is not good. Listen, for you. I learned it from Grand Theft <laughs> Auto. All right, all, all the critics are correct. Uh, Interesting. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I feel like it'd be like the same shit if, like, um, uh, if I like bought something on like Facebook Marketplace, you know, and then I'm like, I'm like, like, oh yeah, how much for this dress? And I take it home. I'm like, it's good. And they're like, all right, well, where's the money? I'm like, eh, it's thirty five. Like, wait, we didn't fucking agree to them. Like, what are you gonna do? And like, you raped my dresser, you know? Well, I feel like we would probably vote you into the fucking presidential office for that. <laughs> that isn't that his tactic is uh just say i wouldn't have done it or uh no no, no over, to like uh to, to like over pay... contractors yeah, yeah 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 to like hire someone and then be like oh well, i'll give you half of what i told you i would <sighs> yeah yeah and I need... that's not i just think it's a different element when there's sex involved though that's where it's weird you think so yeah i guess it, it is weird that it's different when sex is involved like access to the inside of your body is a little just like it would be for medical purposes like, that's why it's illegal to, like, sell your kidney and stuff. Yeah. It's okay. more, there's, like, reverberations that are going to go through your life. Because of that, it's not your dresser. I think it's too muddy when you start thinking of, like, uh, people's uh, social standard and class and why they're selling their fucking body yeah. and shit like that. And sort of, uh, what's what's the term? When people are, like... Uh, Prostitution? endangered, but vulnerable. Vulnerable. Oh, you know? sure, when sure, people, sure. Like, yeah. when you're preying on vulnerable people... It's like, to me, it's like, um, like, I remember having a, a, a sort of considered it to be kind of morally ambiguous, the, uh, the bum fights. Oh yeah. Oof. Yeah. Dude, have like... you, I just listened to a story about that guy 
It's pretty fucked up. I mean, he always seemed like a piece of shit, and it definitely seemed like a piece was, of shit. Move. Was a piece of shit. Is he dead? No, I just oh. mean he. It's not like he seems like still a one. piece of shit. Yeah. He's a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> He's a piece of shit. Was is forever uh, yeah, yeah, an yeah. undying piece of shit. But I remember when he was like, "Yeah, I give a guy a ball of whiskey, and he fights over a block of cheese." I mean, I don't fuck. He, he, he's one ball of whiskey richer. Like, how am I a fucking bad guy? You know. And um, I guess when I first heard, it, I was like, yeah, "My capitalist upbringing kind of does have to kind of agree with that," you know, like. He didn't throw him in the ring, and, and then, like, uh, the guy wakes up, and he's like, where, where, where am I? Where am I? And the guy's just fucking running at him with a fucking shiv. Yeah, but, I mean, it's just the idea of taking advantage of vulnerable people. Is we we have society so that we can make rules against that, I feel like. I guess. Like, yeah, I'm all about staying out of people's business as best you can, but the, we need rules. <laughs> rules. <laughs> like, or we Or we end up having fucking Wall Street fuck over the entire country, you know? Uh, like, yeah, I guess that's the free market doesn't always work. I guess that's part of the reason why we even have a fucking government in the first place. Yes, yeah, yeah. Sort so. of these these things that we agree that aren't necessarily black and white, but like, yes, if we're going to make a society, why would we make a society where we people pre- can prey on each other? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which explains Dude, student loans everything? and the housing crisis. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> we just fixed that whole fucking. If I'm going to tie it all back, if I can pay a, a a homeless woman five bucks to suck my toes, why are we letting some fucking dumbass 18-year-old teenager fucking put themselves into $90,000 worth of debt for a Bachelor's of Arts. If you can bill that as a cleaning service, I'll allow it. (laughs) As long as it's not sexual for you. (laughs) That's cool. Yeah, I just, I, 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 like, when you're talking about, Give her a dental dam for crying out loud. I don't know what kind of weird stuff Right now, some guy is fucking majoring in, like, 17th century English (laughs) and just fucking paid out the nose for it. That's criminal, too. We're not worried about that guy. We're not, no one's gonna stand up for him. Hey, if we don't uh, have someone studying that stuff, you know what they say, if, if you forget history, you're doomed to repeat it, and I'll be damned if I want another Thomas Hobbes cropping up. That'd be a lot to deal with. Come on, you gotta laugh! You gotta <laughs> <do this> to <laughs> right, literally, my understanding of Thomas Hobbes is I'm pretty sure he was the, uh, is from... He's a uh, 17th century writer. It's a... He's the tiger, That right? was... The, that is what... Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, they'll tell us uh, to fucking laugh at. You gotta fucking get up earlier in the morning for that. Oh, <laughs> no, I don't. I never get up early. Uh, anyway, I, I think I think uh, I'm gonna blame you for defending the rapist. I'm not gonna take any credit for that. That's fair. Yeah. No. I think uh, if anyone listened to this, they might know better. But whatever. So <laughs> I'm a, honestly, I want to be canceled. All right. Sure. Great. <laughs> it's up to right, me. It's coming. Uh, speaking of which, uh, Jew else is canceled. Yeah. The Midianites. <laughs> Great, perfect. Another, another, another classic. What is this? Episode fifty-one. Fifty-one. Almost, big next 51. episode is the one-year mark. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna have a big giveaway. We're gonna give away some merch next week. Oh wow! All right, it's not gonna be your business cards, are they? <laughs> no, I don't have any merch. Oh great. That's it's going to be a very affordable giveaway. Yeah. If anyone emails us, you're 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 in the winnings for some fucking merch. How about that? Yeah. If you email us, we'll follow you on Twitter. <laughs> that's all. That's all I can offer. Boy. Yeah. And uh, when people talk about how many followers we have, it's always it's always pleasant. You know. Yeah. We, and Cole will give you a half and half. We bring a lot of uh, we bring a lot of heft. <laughs> so this is, by the way, the Revelations podcast. We're the podcast that's out here on the streets. Reading the Bible, the scripture, so that you sh- you don't have to because you shouldn't read it. You shouldn't read the Bible because we do. 
Uh, I'm Grant Voiced. And I'm Cole Deluski. And like you said, it's Ep 51. We're coming in hot with our third episode in Judges, picking up specifically in Chapter 7. Yeah, Judges 7. And this is, um, this is a weird one. Like, this might be one of the most sort of what-the-fuck-is-going-on parts of the Bible where I'm not quite sure why this is in here. Or yeah, what the up point there. is, or d- 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 tell me you've got like some Kugelish. Kugel, Kugel, no, Kugel, uh, Kugel is quiet in this part. Yeah, no uh, what I didn't realize is that he had a lot to say about our last episode, and I oh fucked up. And I didn't. God. I know. One thing I want to point out real quick about last episode before we get rolling too heavy. Okay. Um, if you remember the story about Jail killing, uh, what's his name? Uh, killing Cicero. Cicero. Yeah. With a tent peg, right? He goes to, she gave him milk, he lays down, she covers him with a blanket, right, let him go to sleep, and then stabs him in the head when he's asleep. Mm-hmm. What I didn't notice, and I guess you didn't either, is in the song of Deborah that's in the next chapter that we mostly sort of yada yada over, mm-hmm. uh, it says, he asked for water, she gave him milk, her hand reached for the tent peg, her right hand for the workman's hammer, she struck him, crushed his head, shattered and pierced his temple, at her feet he sank, he fell, and there he lay. So, totally different story. She attacked the dude standing in front of her. Oh, I mean, he I didn't fell. take much I mean, from it, yeah. I, I, guess there's, I guess there's a difference between when you crush a man's head while he's sleeping and then when you hit him. Attack him with yeah. a fucking tent stake. Also, uh, the translation, Google noted, uh, should have probably used a word like stick instead of tent peg. Tent peg is one of like a billion different possible translations for the word. Um, so, there's no telling what she actually killed him with. But it's vague in the original Hebrew. Right. So, fun fact. They, someone thought Tim Peck sounded cool. Probably because of that chick that got killed in the UK. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, fun. You ready to talk about Chapter 7? About our boy Gideon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's get into it. Um, I was just... I was just reading... I almost never do, but I was reading the Wikipedia page for Gideon. Because when we're about to get to, like what is happening and why it, it, it's hard to interpret it in my opinion any other way than god's a piece of shit oh and yeah i'm wondering i'm i'm struggling i'm struggling my, my obviously my bible's concordance is fucking uh like does not give a shit you know they always they always uh uh have like selective amnesia whenever this kind of shit happens i, I have no idea how you explain what's going forward or like why this would happen but um chapter seven of judges gideon's valiant 300 um and if we recall from the last episode in the last couple of chapters this was kind of like world war middle east you know world war zero some shit like it was all the armies of midian uh, all the armies of canaan versus like naphtali fucking manasseh who, who's all of there uh, zebulun asher yeah like most uh, a bunch of the tribes basically like the whole thing was like Gideon's like all right let's get all these fucking Israelites together in this general area the northern tribes essentially and let's uh win back our freedom sure and uh chapter 7 kind of takes that a weird <laughs> weird place it does so almost immediately after uh getting together this awesome army yeah uh god comes down to Gideon and he goes no no no, no. 
This is too many people. <laughs> this is too many people. Like, like Gideon's like, like the whole thing from the last chapter was Gideon like, I don't know, man. I don't know how we're going to fight all these guys. I'm a little bit worried. And God's like, don't you worry. I'm going to take care of it. He's like, all right. And then he just comes back with a whole army. He's like, all right, well, you should, you know, what the fuck, man? Like, I didn't expect you and to come prepared. Let's remember that Gideon really isn't himself anymore. Back in the last chapter in 6, uh, 634, then the spirit of the Lord came on Gideon. So either fat heavenly nut got busted on him or he's like actually sort of possessed a la Pharaoh, uh, not really making his own choice. That is an interesting take because the Gideon that we're going to see coming up is a bit of a piece of shit. Yeah. He's he's like God incarnate. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder where he gets it. Uh, Is that the, the Gideon of old who's like, Oh, I don't know. I'm a fucking afraid. And I don't know if this is going to happen. Blah, blah, blah is gone. And the Gideon we're about to see uh, is filled with faith, whatever the fuck that means. Yeah, um, just sucking and fucking, so going through them. To me, it's like if uh, there was like a neighborhood bully, you know, and I'm like, all right, man, we got to stand up to that guy. He's such a fucking asshole. He's always pushing me in the pool. Let's get him. And then like this one kid who's like sniffing. I'm like, we got to stand up for ourselves. Like it's like stand by me. It's like we got to stand up for ourselves against. And then he's like, all right, I got it. He pulls out a gun. You're like, whoa, okay, all right, now come on. <laughs> I didn't know if I this did, is what I meant. I didn't expect you to come so hard. You know, I want to fight him, too. I don't need you just to fucking cap him the second this battle yeah, starts, yeah, yeah. you know, on your own. I, 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 want, I want a piece, too, you know. You're ruining the climax of this story. Yeah. But basically what God says is, hey, if there's too many men to fight, everyone's going to be like, oh, the Israelites did it, not their God. Like, God wants it to be an unfair fight so that he gets glory, just like he did in Egypt, right? Right, right, right. It, it, going back to that kind of analogy, it's like there's a neighborhood bully, and I'm the dad, and like my son is, I'm like, you gotta stand up to your bullies, you gotta stand up to your bullies. He like gets out a tack bat, I'm like, well, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I also want you to be like, thank my, I also want you to appreciate your dad, so go fight your bully. But I'm gonna yeah, go use the go use the <laughs> boxing technique I taught you. Yeah, no, 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 no. And then like you, you see him starting to square up, like hold on, hold on, and you just fucking two by four. <laughs> you think you're dead. I was like, well, I had the fucking tack bat. Like, no, 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 you needed I, me. No, I have a way better analogy for this, but it has to wait for the end of the chapter. <laughs> okay. You'll see. All right. Yeah, so I don't wanna... so, so the, the key facet is, is that Gideon shows up with this ginormous army, and God's yeah. like, ooh, you know, you guys, it down. I kind of needed you guys to be a little bit weaker because I kind of want to swoop in and save the, you know, save the day, you know? Yeah. Uh I feel like he's still doing this for Egypt. Part of me thinks that Egypt's like that ex that he's still trying to impress. I'm not quite sure why. I doesn't mention it, but I, I, I'm getting <laughs> so, I'm getting hits of that. Yeah, fair. That's fair. It's 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 the varsity jacket, right? Yeah. Um. So basically, Gideon goes to the to the soldiers. He says, "All right, anyone who's a any of you soy boys here, you can, you go back right home. Yeah. You go right back home. We don't want your softness. If you're scared, if you're trembling, uh." It's about the worst thing you could do when started an army. Like, okay, we've got 40,000 men. And while I'm sure the majority of them with the support network and surrounded by their brethren would fight just fine, uh, before that started, I'm going to go be like, hey, if any of you guys are afraid of being disemboweled and your hated enemy fucking your wife, then now would be a great time to just <laughs> just bail. If anyone's concerned about that, I mean, I'm not, you know, I mean, I, who could blame you, you know, if that's, that's what yeah. you're into. They're like, oh, fuck, it's- well, I, I don't want that at all. And it and it does cut the army like in half, right? Yeah. Because now it's down to twenty two thousand after that. So there's which tw- is still yes a lot of people. Probably there was a I, I mean I know it's not mentioned, but I think it's probably safe to say there was probably about forty thousand. That seems like a general number that keeps. Oh no, I read wrong. Twenty two thousand left. Hmm. Ten thousand remained. Oh. Okay. 
My bad. So two thirds of the army was too scared to fight. Yeah. So two thirds of the army pusses out. No, 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 no surprise there. And God's like, ooh, 10,000 dudes. Now, 10,000, again, was a pretty stable number that God has in the past saw fit to like. I'm pretty sure it was 10,000 that took out Jericho. Yeah, that he brought across the Jordan. Right. Yeah. yeah. 10 or 40. I always forget. He's, he's... Well, I think there was 40 that crossed the Jordan, but that uh, when he was raising up armies, uh, like raising up men for specific conquests, that 10,000 also occurred. Yeah, that, that, that sounds right. That's a lot of dudes. But still, he's like, ooh, 10,000. That's, that's too many. Okay, I got an idea. I got an idea. And uh, the Lord tells Gideon, I fucking blew this in the last episode a little bit, but the Lord tells Gideon, okay, listen, there's still too many guys. I'm a little bit insecure. I, I, we got to clear the room a little bit before I get undressed. Um, I need you to take everyone down to the river. And I will test you there and ask everyone to drink. Um, and he says, basically, if they drink the water like dogs, keep them. If they <laughs> kneel down to drink like humans, we don't want them. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just get the dumbest, weakest fucking, you can't, like, there's just guys like, ah, nah, nah. They, just, they just dunk their face into the fucking river. And he's like, those are my we, guys. That's the fucking honestly, guys I want. He's making like a feral horde. Let's <laughs> see these guys are. All right, these are the ones that were like raised by wolves. <laughs> take them, take them out to the fucking river. Those guys who pee upstream and then drink the water. That's my guys. That's the fucking. <laughs> they pee in the water and then they run downstream as fast as they can <laughs> to they catch just, it. They just frolic in it, be like, I gotta get those nutrients back. I'm trying to stay vaccine free, but I'm uh... losing all my, all my p values right <laughs> so anyway so he's like yeah the guys who just fucking dunk their head like a bunch of idiots and just lap from the river like animals those are my guys those are the fucking the dudes who lap that's what i'm about yeah. you know yeah he wants people that are too stupid to retreat i think and is what he's going for. i think it makes sense when again all of this is just to feed god's ego you know he, yeah. he wants to have a nice weak dumb fucking army God likes to be the smartest guy in the room, you know? Oh, for sure. And I can't think of yeah. any other godly modern American who, who holds to that sort of argument of surrounding themselves with idiots. Nice. But that's Got about, him. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so so now we're down to 300 dudes, uh, 300 fucking uh, mongoloid idiots ready to go. Yeah. So God comes to get in. He says, all right, that's all you need, the 300 morons. Everyone else, go home. This is who you're going to knock out the Midianites with. Um, and they're ready to rock. Right. It's exciting. Um, it does say that the 300 took all the provisions and trumpets from the others. That's a lot of fucking provisions for 300 dudes, right? It's a lot of trumpets, too. I mean, you can imagine so, the supply line. I mean, we're talking, what is it? It went from 30,000 to 300, so they're at 1% of their original... <laughs> yeah. But they have all the these are still. these are the one percent. These are the, oh shit! Just taking dude. all the resources of everyone else. Ah oh, man, Let's occupy it's Israel. So fucking deep these levels. Let's occupy Palestine. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Um, okay. So so now they're down to three hundred goons, and uh, they're like ready to go. And Gideon's still a little bit like oh, I don't know. Um, and God's talking to him, and he's like, okay, listen. Um, you can take this army and go into the camp and kill all the Midianites and I'll deliver them into your hand. But if you're still kind of on the fence, you know, since I basically eviscerated your army before they even started it, not even decimated your army, but like, I don't even know what the word would be to knock it down by a factor of like a hundred. Sint- yeah. Sintisit? 
centipede, I don't know. But anyway, um, centipeded this army. Uh, he's like, okay, if you do still like a little bit worried, uh, go down to the camp with your servant and just go and like hear what they're saying, like hear what people are talking about, scope it out, you know, see how it feels, see how these guys feel, these guys you're about to fucking murder, just yeah. feel it out. Ba- basically, do the Rahab, but gentler. So they do go down. Uh, it's Gideon and his buddy Pura, uh, his servant. Actually, he doesn't have. I feel like Gideon doesn't have any real friends, right? Um, he goes down to the Midianite camp. They're all hanging out. Uh, all these Eastern people and Midianites, thick as locusts, the Bible says. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're listening. They're listening in on these guys because I guess it's like a. I don't know. I'm picturing like some Metal Gear Solid stuff going down, right? I mean, I. I pictured the opposite. I imagine them just like walking in. Here's, you know, like obviously their penises are covered, so no one can tell they're circumcised. Oh, true, and true. Beyond true. that, yeah. they look exactly the same. They all, almost because they are the same people. <laughs> yeah, almost if they are one and the same. The Midianites descended from Abraham. Uh, yeah, could be. You know, <laughs> <laughs> could be. In fact, so they're probably circumcised, right? Maybe they might be. I mean, I think we've gotten to that argument before. I can't remember where we landed on it. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure I mean, I, Abraham was commanded by God to circumcise all his children, whether yeah, or not yeah, the Midianites, yeah. without getting uh, 500 years of ass whooping like the rest of the Israelites were. I'm not sure if the Midianites kept to that. They, I mean, they obviously they worship well, balls. Let's, so. ju- let's just say 3,500 years later, I'm somehow fucking circumcised, so I <laughs> they were too. <laughs> Somehow, Abraham got me. Yeah, somehow, so somehow my choir boy father decided to move on <laughs> and maintain so the this point fucking is, bullshit. They, they sneak into the camp, and they overhear a couple uh, soldiers talking. And one tells his buddy, uh, I had a dream that a round loaf of barley rolled into the camp, and it struck a tent with such force that the tent overturned and collapsed. And, uh, of course, his friend, being the plot device we need him to be replies. <laughs> oh yeah. That definitely means that the sword of Gideon, son of Joash, the Israelite is going to kill all of us. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what you do. If I was at a fucking, like if I was just at a bar and some guy's like, I had a dream last night. I'd be like, Oh yeah, well keep that to yourself. I don't want to hear that. Shit. <laughs> yeah. Shut Fuck up. Idiot. He's like, yeah, I had a dream that a piece of bread knocked over a tent. Man, I'm about to fuck with this guy. Oh, it means we're about to all die. Uh, ISIS is coming. ISIS. Is coming. <laughs> oh Yeah. I had a, I, had, oh, no. I mean, I, Taliban, I, I pulled that same the Taliban's shit. at Camp David. Yeah, I, I pulled that same shit. To like, oh, I had a dream last night that my like tooth was wiggly. I was like, your, your wife's cheating on you, bro. <laughs> That's what uh, that means. That, wig, that wiggle is her fidelity slowly yeah, yeah. weakening. That's your family falling apart. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even keep your teeth, much less a wife. Uh, okay, so basically they have this stupid dream scene, right? This is it's so ham fisted, right? Just fucking talking, Ugh. like, oh, I heard that Gideon is a fucking. Obviously, they're a plant by God. It's not mentioned would, in the Bible, but the Big Bang Theory has better writing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's it's like if I had like a it's like it's like a some stupid high school trope where the guy's like, I just want to ask out Rebecca, but I'm just not sure if I'm like man. I'm like, dude, go in the locker room and hear what people are saying. It's just two girls being like, what do you think? Jonathan, oh, he's so fucking hot. Oh, I gotta get some of that. And he's like, oh, that's yeah, but this is the Bible, so they would give him a. Is back. <laughs> this is the Bible, so the scene of the Bible, they would just give him a ski mask and a knife, and they'd be like, go get her, <laughs> go get her, King. You deserve her. <laughs> you did. You know, you're 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 the man now, dog. But anyway, um, yeah, so perfect. Um, so yeah, so here's so the he, stupid dream. He's yeah. all he's all incensed. His 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 confidence back. 
his dick hard as diamond. He goes back to <laughs> camp and he's ready. And he divides up these 300 dudes into three companies of 100. And he gives a trumpet and an empty jar into each guy's hand, as well as a torch. So they're hiding the torches in the jars, I presume, I guess. Oh, I didn't really. I mean, I'm reading the New King James, so I don't know what the yeah. fuck it says some of the time. Yeah, it says you know? torches inside. So he, he they put have a, trumpet a trumpet into every man's hand with empty pitchers and torches inside the pitchers. I was not aware yeah. that the implication would be that they have lit torches covered with pitchers so they can go, surprise, motherfucker, but I'm, that makes I'm sense. I'm picturing a Yankee candle, I guess, kind of. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm picturing some like Ebenezer Scrooge type fucking handheld Ooh, little torch with a okay. little metal cap on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh. But they're clay pots. That's what's important. So it's a little Zelda-esque, too. True. Um. So they have these things. They've got the pots. they got the torch inside. they got a trumpet. And they're in three groups. And he says, all right. Gideon gets all the boys together. And he says, all right, guys, follow my lead. I'm going to go to the edge of the camp. And everyone do exactly as I do. When we're all in place, we're going to blow our trumpets. And we're all going to shout for the Lord and for Gideon. Right? Because Jesus Christ, this guy's evil. <laughs> the sword of the Lord and of Gideon. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they go out and they do just as he says. They surround the edge of the camp. Um, and at the beginning of the middle watch, which I'm guessing would be at around, around midnight or so late at night, they blow their trumpets, they break the jars, um, and they take the torches and they're holding them up high and they yell for uh, a sword for the Lord and for Gideon, right? Just as planned. Right. Right. Now, obviously let's say you're the army camped out here. What do you do? Like, what's your, what's your plan here? So I'm the army camped out or I'm the army, I'm the Midianites or I'm the the Israelites? You're, you are... A Midianite soldier, you're in camp, you hear some jars break, and some people yell <laughs> I hear for 300 Jesus. jars smash all around Just, me, and some yeah. trumpets. But this is a big-ass tent. There's, I think, more than 100,000 of these guys. It talks uh, later. This camp? Yeah. Later on, it says that 120,000 yeah, or yeah, so. Yeah. So it, it, it should be a big... It's enormous. So 300 jars breaking around it. I'd be surprised if you could even hear that in the middle. Yeah. Just over the sounds of... Uh, and so they yell... Snoring. Yeah. Okay. Good. You know what I'm talking about. Are you about. familiar? <laughs> I feel like fat people snore loud. I don't uh, know about. I don't know why. I just feel like uh, I feel like when I think of guys wearing like those uh, dresses that they wear, you know, yeah. and they're sleeping in that hot, hot sun. I just imagine they snore. I don't know. Yeah, that's fair. I just, okay. I just, I, I just, I'm like every time I think of like some Indiana Jones goon, I think of some yeah. giant like Saudi Arabian guy. It's like you should not have come here, and you know he snores. And he snores. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, yeah, definitely. I'll deem that not racist. Um, <laughs> and so here's the stupid thing. I imagine if this is really how it would have gone down, we would definitely all be speaking Arabic right now. Like, there's no way this would work. This is just what the point is. Everyone gets scared. All the Midianites start slaying each other and then retreating in abject terror. Yeah. Makes no sense. It makes no sense, yeah. Um, When the 300 blew the trumpets, the Lord set every man's sword against his companion throughout the whole camp. So it, it does kind of beg the question, if this was your strategy... Uh, God is sort of, I mean, God's not taking credit for it because normally it would be like, and then God gave a divine companion. Well, it does say that the Lord said every man sword against a companion, but basically they blow the trumpets and then these Israelites just get to watch a camp tear itself apart and start stabbing each other before fleeing into the night. Yeah. Good times. Um, 
I don't know. It doesn't make a lot of sense. It doesn't. I don't know why. The, again, it, I don't know why God didn't let him bring the army because this isn't impressive, right? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like the story of Jericho then where I'm like, okay, what do we do? We blow a trumpet and a bunch of people are going to fucking die. Like, great. Yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe. But, I mean, I've seen the Matrix, so, you know, you got to you gotta, you gotta work pretty hard to impress me now. <laughs> sure. So, so the, as they're retreating, uh, basically Gideon calls up all the other guys that had left to help him pursue and kill. Yeah, imagine so it kind of defies the whole point, yeah, imagine right? Imagine those guys like you guys can go home. Don't worry, God's got this. And you're like, all right, well, I guess, all right, fine. I guess I'll just go home and fuck my wife. I guess you know. And then you're like, you're at home, you're plowing, and you're like, what? Two a.m. You hear we a fucking to... what? <laughs> I gotta go back out there. But I came to home. Chase down. <laughs> yeah. Why couldn't I just have stayed at the camp? They took all the provisions. Ah, those fuckers. All right, let's get. Out. Let's go get. All right, here's my analogy. Are you ready? Right. This is how this. Ha- this is how this all looks. Right. You're at Starbucks. Okay. Jerry Seinfeld is in line in front of you, and you scuff his shoe. Okay. All right? So Jerry turns around, and he's got, obviously, like, two big-ass bodyguards, big old dudes. And you're like, oh, shit, I'm about to have to fight Jerry Seinfeld's bodyguards. And Jerry's like, no, no, no. I don't want everyone saying Jerry has hired men, you know, that he can't fight for himself. Mm-hmm. I'm going to fight you. Fair fight. And so then it's, you guys square up, and he immediately throws sand in your face, <laughs> and then his bodyguards jump you. <laughs> You remember this day that you were bested by Jerry Seinfeld. I get it. Okay. <laughs> he got you. All right. So That's the gist of it. So Naphtali, Asher, and all Nanasa pursued the Midianites and chased them in there. Um, and then also Gideon sent... Ma- so these... this So Gideon is of Manasseh. Yeah. And they call their brother tribe, I guess, a frame in the mountaintops. So like, hey, guys, we're fucking up the Midianites. Why don't you come down here and start seizing some wells and shit and start stealing some land? You know how we love to steal land. Yeah, sure. And a frame runs down and captures two princes of the Midianites, Oreb and Zeb. And yeah. um, it, it seems kind of weird. Uh, they killed Oreb at the Rock of Oreb. And Zeb at the wine press of Zeb, you know these famous guys named after these. What famous a crazy places. coincidence! What a weird, yeah. These guys, like the guy was like, hey, the, like the two princes are like, where are you gonna hide? I'm like, I'm gonna hide at the rock named after myself. Like that's fucking perfect. I'll never look there. I'm gonna go to my fucking famous wine press. Like yeah, no one's gonna look there. The, the wine press that's named for my murder. <laughs> I'm guessing <laughs> the, the the guy who uh, literally is famous for uh, well, making bread in a wine press because that's where he knows how to hide things. I'm going to hide I, in I, a fucking wine press. I think obviously they named them after the fact. Um, but what is really crazy is I looked up what an ancient wine press would have been to be like, oh, what is this? This, uh, you know, mystical fucking wine press. Did they kill them at? You know, what, why was this so important? It's just a fucking hole in the ground. That's all. <laughs> It's like a burn pit, kind of. Like, hmm. you just make a spot where you can put grapes where the juice won't flow away. Oh, it's just a, a hole. It's literally just like a four-by-four four hole that's like two feet deep. I mean, that would make sense. <laughs> I, mean, I know, but why, I just why, I just need a place to step on my fucking booze before I drink it. Yeah, got it. But someone could just, like, push a little bit of dirt, and then there's not a wine press in <laughs> Like, why would you name it? I also, like, I also like the idea of, like, hiding in it. You're like, it's what? like naming a mosquito. I, <laughs> like, like imagine you're chasing this prince. Like, this is a prince. Get ready for a fight. And then you just top a hill, and there's just a guy sitting in a two-foot-by-two-foot two slight divot in the side of a hill. <laughs> just like, all right. 
I see you've come to my wine press. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, get zebed on, dude. All right, so that's... uh, That's a good... I'm going to name my kids that. Zeb? That's a good one. Just Uh, zeb and or a, a, like, uh, modification of zeb. It's one of those fun things. I remember watching... um, What was that HBO special about? uh, Oh, Boardwalk Empire. Boardwalk Empire. And uh, there was a scene like, I don't know what to name this bastard. And he's like, can't go wrong name him out of the Bible. And I'm like, I don't know. There's a lot of names that if if some guy comes like, yes, I've named my son Orib. I read it in the Bible. I just picked a random spot, Orib. I'm like, I don't know about that. I wouldn't even name him fucking Gideon. I mean, we'll find out. (laughs) Gideon's pretty dope. Gideon's a dope name for what was Mesopotamian Hitler. Oh, well, we haven't gotten there. Spoiler alert, everybody. Well, spoiler, <laughs> spoiler alert. alert. Um, so, the men, uh, so we ready for Judges 8? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, nice. Zeba and Zalmuna is what my Bible calls this chapter. Mm-hmm. So, basically, the Ephraimites, right, which is the half-tribe, right, of Ephraim. It's it's at the house uh, of Joseph. It's it's half of Joseph. Yeah. Ephraim and Manasseh. So yeah. So they go to they go to Gideon. They're like, hey, you know, you're like the king of the Israelites now. What, what's the deal? Like, why didn't you bring us out to help fight? They're a little, they're a little shook, right? Reasonably so. You want a piece of the glory? It it to um, me it'd be like if I knew that there was like a hitman coming to kill you, Grant. And yeah. I don't tell you about it. I'm just sitting in your yard with a shotgun, and then you hear the blast going off. I'm like, come out here. We're about to kick this guy's ass. I'm like, what the fuck? How long have you known about this? you just been <laughs> waiting here in my fucking front yard for two weeks? Why would you tell me? Why would you come inside? Like, what kind of asshole are you? You know? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's approximately what's going on here. It's like uh, they, they wanted to be a part of the big fight. They wanted to get in on some of the glory. But basically, he says, hey, look, Ephraimites. You know that you guys are the better half of the Joseph clan. Like, I'm, I'm of Manasseh. I suck. <laughs> like, we're, we needed a win, right? We needed one in the W column. Yeah. So, he, and they're basically like, yeah, that, that actually is a good point, and they're cool. So that got resolved really it quickly. It is true. You do suck. Thank you for reminding you us. Guys, <laughs> you guys are a bunch of wieners. <laughs> um. So at this point, Gideon is still pursuing the rest of the Midianites and Eastern peoples. And they're running through all the... It's just the 300 of them, right? They're exhausted. They're running through these towns, and they get to Succoth. Yeah. And he says to the people of Succoth, Hey, uh, give my boys some bread. They're worn out, and I'm still pursuing Zeba and Zamuna, the, the Midianite kings. Yeah. And the officials are like, no. <laughs> yeah. It's it's kind of funny. <laughs> it, 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 it's going to come into play. Some of the specific wordplay, uh, you know, some kind of biblical poetic irony justice that it's trying to set up here. Uh, so so yeah, it's three hundred dudes, a specifically dedicatedly small fucking army, a, a small troop is running through, and they're like, "Hey guys, we're chasing your literally your liege. You know the kings that have subjugated you and killed you and forced you into subjugation. Well, I got three hundred guys, and we're gonna go fucking take them on. Um, we need you to give us some bread." Yeah, but here's the thing: the Succoths aren't really; they're more Israelite adjacent. They're not really that Israelite, is my understanding. Well, I wouldn't say that they're at all Israelite. I, I, the whole point is that they belong to the Midianites. They're Midianite territory at this time. Yeah, and they don't want to piss off. Like, the Midianites are probably going to come back, right? You don't want to, like, aid the the rebels against the main, you know, your main ruling power. Yeah. It, it'd be like if a bunch of Branch Davidians were just running through Dallas. Like, we're about to take on the U.S. government. Give us some money. And you're like, I don't. 
think you're gonna win this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna bet on the other pony. So they're they're like, sorry, dude, we can't we can't you know be seen aiding and abetting the the rabble, right? So they send him on his way, but before they go, he promises them. Um, Let's read. This well, they quote. say to him specifically, they say, uh, "Do you already have the hands of Zela and Zalmuna?" Basically implying, "Oh yeah, oh you're gonna kill them." They're taunting him. Yeah, um, it's like it's like if some guy was like, "Hey, I need five hundred dollars just to get through rent for the week." Like, you're never gonna give me that fucking money back. And it's like, don't worry, man. Yeah. Once my screenplay takes off, you're gonna be rich. You're like, uh, all right, like, okay. Oh yeah, I saw your credits on IMDb. Basically, is what oh, they said. Yeah, I got a whole. So he gets face. pissed, and he promises them, just for that, when the Lord has given them into my hands, I'm going to tear your flesh with desert thorns and briars. Um, I did get a little bit out of my concordance on what this meant Mm -hmm. so there was an ancient form of torture where you would take someone strip off all their clothes get them good and naked and you wrap them in thorns and briars and then you put heavy things on them or run them over with farm implements (laughs) which is pretty fucking cool here I I just I just think of like what it must be like to be the suck eyelids. Here comes this band of dust of dusty, dirty fucking dudes. There's only three hundred of them. They're saying they're gonna take on the kings of the entire area, and they're like, "But we also need your bread." Like you fucking are gonna take on the kings, and you don't even have enough fucking bread. Yeah, like you don't. You're not even no guys, guys. Get the fuck out of here. And he's like, don't worry. When I come back, I'm going to murder you in front of your family. I'm doubly glad I didn't give you the fucking help. Like you guys are pieces of shit. So you're an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. So they keep going after this run-in, and they get to a place called um, Peniel, right? And it says the same thing. Hey, Peniel's peoples, can I please have some bread for my boys? And they're basically said the same exact thing, you know, piss off. Yeah. He, he, and he says, all right, when I return in triumph, I will tear down this tower. Imagine being so mad that someone didn't give you some fucking bread. That you threatened to nine eleven. <laughs> I was thinking, it's like, insane. I was like, it was, imagine like someone knocked on your door and it's a hobo. It's like, hey man, can I have five thousand dollars? You're like, I'm not doing that. And he's like, don't worry, when I come back, when I've made, it, I'm gonna burn your home down. You're like, I'm gonna call the this, cops. Like, I'm, like this, I'm not gonna let you do that shit. Apparently, Who George Bush didn't. Di- George Bush didn't let Osama have some bread, and that's what <laughs> happened. <laughs> uh, great. Knock the fucker down. Yeah. You couldn't have picked a better month to drop this app. But anyway. Uh, uh, yeah. So. Hey, never forget, dude. I'm with it. <laughs> so um, so now the Bible kind of touches on Zeba and Zalmuna, the kings of the Midianites. Um, their armies now are about 15,000 when initially prior to Gideon, uh, 120,000 men um, have since died. Yeah, so they were at one thirty-five, roughly. Yeah, so so initially. they're they're decimated beyond decimated. With the simple, uh, with the simple pot trick, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, but um, so they flee, and Gideon captures the kings Zeba and Zamuna, and murdered the rest of the army. And hell yeah, it's if you've not noticed the fucking turn, Gideon's becoming more and more power hungry piece of shit. Uh, bloodthirsty, power-crazed maniac. Uh, yeah, and, why not? Yeah, of course. And we're about to see kind of uh, uh, more of a continuation. I, I kind of view Gideon as kind of like a um, Theon Greyjoy type character, you know? Ooh, Does that okay. make sense? Like, yeah, a little bit. Like he, I see his son as more of a Greyjoy, but sure. Um, is that, and we'll get to it, but like, you know, he sort of 
gets this taste of power, this taste of authority over his quote-unquote masters, and he doesn't quite know how to handle it in a uh, classy kind well, of way. Well, it's not—remember, though, it's not actually him. It's more that God is running the show. That's an interpretation. It does say that God— the spirit of the God came upon him when he was uh, collecting the armies. It doesn't really. And he isn't, he's not, God isn't showing up being like, Hey man, settle down. <laughs> hey, chill out, bro. Like, what was that thing? It's clearly, do? God's clearly endorsing all this. Like, like he's just like, when I come back, I'm going to rip your fucking flesh off. And God's just like back there eating some Teddy grams. Like, what was that? God's, that's like, nice. dude. What did he say up there? I don't know. Man after my own heart. <laughs> I fucking love Teddy grams. Anyway. <laughs> no, I mean, that's ripping skin off. But yeah. 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 I do like Teddy Grahams, though. I do like Teddy Grahams. Uh, <laughs> they're our sponsor this week. <laughs> good, good. Yeah, we're sponsored by the adorable list food. Uh, so Gideon has now captured these kings of Midian, and with them in tow, like the, sort of his proof of purchase, it's time to uh, go back and exact all that vengeance he'd been talking about. I'll admit it. This would be fun. <laughs> this would be fun, you know? Like, you're like, I'm going to marry one of the Kardashians. They're like, no, you won't. And you're like, when I come, when I, when I do, I'm going to cut your fucking head off. And then, like, a week later, you just see him come back, with, like, fucking with a Kardashian. You're like, oh, shit. <laughs> I really thought that was a safe bet, but it's like I'm about to pay for it. Um, when I do, I'm going to have all of her stands ruin you on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I'll throw a goddamn Pepsi through your let's, window. Let's but, keep it modern. <laughs> um, so, anyway... So they go to Succoth, and uh, this is kind of, this is part of my favorite. So he goes to the men of Succoth, he's like, hey, remember how you asked if we would, you know, like, hey, where are those uh, hands of those guys you were going to cut off? Well, here they are. Oh, and you were like, oh, why should we give bread to your weary men? He's like, now you're about to learn a fucking lesson. And uh, uh, Judges 8.16, and he took the elders of the city and thorns of the wilderness and briars, and with them he taught the men of Succoth. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty fun. That's a pretty fun way it's to describe way. of murdering people with bushes, I think. See, Sierra doesn't read the Bible, so she didn't understand that this is what I was talking about when I said I was going to suck off my boys. <laughs> <laughs> she got all mad. <laughs> she didn't understand. She didn't understand. It's yeah, not, it was a form of torture. This, right? isn't, this, isn't, this isn't me cheating on you. This is me going <laughs> way, way darker. Uh, okay, so that's good. He does that to them as promised, man of his word. Then, of course, he goes on to uh, Peniel, and uh, he doesn't just nine eleven them. I'm going to keep saying that. Right, great. Uh, he knocks down. He knocks the tower. down the tower. Yeah. He knocks down the tower, and then he kills all the people in the town. Hell yeah! Right. He's more ISIS than the Taliban. He he, he yeah yeah. He, he finishes uh, the job. He, I don't. Is that what they're doing? Do they establish the caliphate? <laughs> like, I mean, I for looking? sure. It, 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 uh, Teaching people with briars, that's no different than lighting a fucking pilot on fire, you know? You just, uh... Oh, hell yeah. yeah. True. You know. Hell yeah. Um, I don't think he killed the briar people either, because I think they were more Israeli adjacent. I just feel like if, like, the Taliban and ISIS and Boko Haram had, like, a baby. No, good. <laughs> no, let's <laughs> we keep... Check all the boxes. Let's do more terrorist stuff. Uh... <laughs> So, yeah, because I'm assuming they took the women from Peniel. That'd be very Boko Haram. It's written in Leviticus. Like, we know it's fucking... Yeah, true, it's true, true, true. So then uh, he basically, at this point, he goes to the two that he had captured, Zeba and Zalmuna, and says, uh, what kind of guys, what kind of men did y'all kill at Tabor? Which I guess was that battle. And they said, uh, oh, men like you. Uh, they were. They all had the bearing of princes. Mm -hmm. And he's like, yeah, 
those are my brothers, the sons of my own mother, and I would have spared your life if you hadn't killed them, but now I gotta. And he turns to his little bo- his boy, Jethro, his oldest son, and he's like, all right, Jethro, kill these guys. And uh, Jethro's not about it, I guess. He's, he doesn't have his yeah. dad's bloodlust. It's kind, of, it's kind of interesting. I wonder... I wonder what it must be like to be Jether, because not very much time has passed. I mean, this this is the son that has known him his entire life. And a few weeks ago, your dad was the kind of guy who just gently makes fucking bread in a wine press because he's a fucking coward. And now he's he's like, you see these guys? Son, it's time to cut their fucking heads off. You're like, Daddy, I just... Uh, can we go home now? Like <laughs> this has gone a little off like the this. rails. This road trip has been fucking metal, and I'd like to go home and play with my Pokemon cards. Like I really don't, I don't know what the fuck's going on here lately. Um, so Jether ain't got the balls. He doesn't know what the fuck's going on. Uh, Gideon tells him to kill these two men who are bound and tied up on the floor. So yeah, I could do that. Yeah, I'd fucking, I'd fucking stomp him to death. I got boots. Yeah. Um, Ooh, nice. So Zebra and Salmuna seeing this shit go and tell Gideon. I, honestly, I kind of like feel for Zebra and Salmuna. You know, you don't really hear about these guys too much, but Zebra and Salmuna see this guy berating his own son, and even they have enough empathy. But you know what, Gideon, fucking do it yourself, you little bitch. Dude, respect. For that's bad. As a man is, so is his strength. Like if you're gonna like it, it's 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 like imagine that first episode of Game of Thrones. But instead, oh it's God. the guy with his head on the chopping this. block that's like, the man who passes the law should swing the sword. And... Yeah, it's badass. Yeah. So, um, they, they, why is they, it that I always end up really liking the bad guys? <laughs> <It's broken. laughs> I know, I kind of, cool. I, I, I feel like, I feel empathy with these Canaanites. I mean, because one, the Midian, or, I'm sorry, these Midianites especially, I mean, they are from Canaan, but uh, I feel for these Midianites, the Jews allegedly were sold into their hand by God. Yeah. And now they're finding themselves tied up and bound on the floor, about to be murdered by child soldiers. And they're like, you know what, Gideon, yeah. if you're such a fucking big bad boy, fucking do it yourself. Yeah, got him. And that's why I'm not, I'm not advocating that, that Gideon and his people should be killed, but I definitely support the idea of uh, entities being allowed to boycott them. <laughs> you, know, you know, I, 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 if we're going back to the Game of Thrones reference, I know I've been making a lot of them, but it's yeah, kind of like when Theon Greyjoy cut the head off that dude and he just really couldn't muster it. And he's like, ah, my men, kill this dude. And the guy's like, you're too much of a pussy to do it yourself. He's like, fuck it, I'll do it. And now he's in charge of this sovereign state. Like, he's like, I own the North. And everyone's like, we don't recognize you. Yeah, I, I've watched that show and you lost me. I don't know where you're going with that. Anyway. So so at this point, Gideon fucks up, right? As everyone does, right. except for Joseph and Joshua. So so Gideon has killed these two guys, and it's going to come up, but he takes the crescent ornaments that were on the camel's necks. Yeah, what a badass right. that he took the camel ornaments. <laughs> and I'm so taking the cool. fucking Mercedes-Benz logo off your car. You're like, that is a fucking... <laughs> It's a fucking badass world star. He makes a necklace out of it. (laughs) So he gets the, uh, yeah, he gets the camel shit. He uh, go, he, the Israelites say to him, because, okay, let's face it. Gideon did just fuck shit up. So the Israelites were like, hey, you guys be in charge of us and your sons and your grandsons. Basically saying, let's set up an official monarchy, like a a hereditary monarchy. We've had these judges and this pseudo, but, and I. We're tired of God picking. It's going to. It's going to mark kind of a turn, but 
my Bible makes mention of the fact that Gideon will be the last one to bring peace to Israel for a while. Sure. At least in Judges. This will be sort of yeah. the last period of peace. Uh, and we're not there if yet. If you can call but, it that. But right, but, you know. Yeah. Um, and that sort of a turning point might be that, that we have this sort of cyclical um, period where, like, a judge will rule and there will be peace. And then the second that judge dies, you know, then they end up fucking descending into wickedness and then getting sold into slavery and then having to fucking chase people through Suckoth or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, we'll, we'll, we'll touch exciting. on what that means uh, at the end of 8, but l- let's finish this here, I guess. So basically he says, no, I'm not going to rule over you. Neither will my sons, my grandsons. He doesn't want to set up a, a monarchy, basically. Mm-hmm. And says, I do, Gideon tells him, I do want one thing from you. I want each of you to give me an earring from your share of the plunder. Uh, because I guess the Ishmaelites traditionally wore gold earrings, which is also cool. Again, like these guys a lot. I mean, I guess, well, so Gideon, I see, let, let's read that out. Uh, then Gideon said to them, I, I would like you to make a request of you that each of you would give me the earnings, the earrings from his plunder. I thought that meant that they like attacked a bunch of Ishmaelites and stole their fucking huh? earrings. They, yeah, of course they stole the earrings. Okay. That's how war works, dude. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. So these Midianites and also some Ishmaelites were in the bench and they had a bunch of earrings on their, 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 yeah, their yeah. flashy all, guys. They, all these Arabs basically wore earrings, and so they took them, and he says, I want one from each of you. And they end up, they're like, all right, cool, cool, cool. So they he lays down a garment, and they just throw the earrings onto it, and it ends up weighing uh, 1,700 shekels, mm-hmm. which is about 43 pounds. Uh, I did the math. That's around 3,000 earrings. Okay. okay. All right. Great. Um, just saying. And he took it. He took a gold. He melted it down, obviously, because what is he going to do? What if, what's always a smart thing to do whenever you're literally talking to God, <laughs> the God who hates uh, idols, uh-huh. is he makes a fucking idol out of it. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of an interesting it's an interesting bit here. So he takes the gold from the earrings, the purple robes that were on the kings of Midians, the one that he just murdered, and the chains that were around the camel's necks, and he makes them into an ephod. Um, and I never heard this term before in Leviticus, but allegedly an ephod it is the robes that the high priests would wear. Like it has that, uh, my my Bible says, the ephod was a garment worn by the high priest and was woven of gold, blue, and purple, and scarlet thread, and it had the breastplate of judgment, the Urim and the Thummim. And if we recall from... Weird. I I picture this being a, just a statue. Okay. No, no, no. I'm glad you looked it up. Yeah. He is literally taking from the plunder of these dead Midianites who made this plunder to their pagan gods... He is creating a mock robe for himself in line with what the Levites would have worn. Very cool. So it's like, okay. it'd be like him making an altar from the bones of like a ballish god or something like that. Like he's, But he's kind of establishing a new priest. Yeah. A new priesthood. He's like, of. I won't yeah. be your king, but I will elect myself as the man closest to God by using, not even using God's official text. He's sort of usurping the authority of the Levites. That's badass. Yeah, with the, um, with the plunder of these dead Midianites. And it says, though, that all Israel prostituted themselves by worshiping at in Ophrah, where he left this ephod, mm-hmm. and it became a snare to Gideon and his family. Damn. Yeah, my Bible's, by the way, my Bible's not quite sure how to read this. Basically, they say that Gideon, for all his—he got too bloodlusty and power-crazed— 
and his final act after all this, you know, he, he forgot that God's what gave him this power, this authority and allowed him to win these wars. Sure. And his final act as he's starting to get the hang of it and starting to, you know, mistake his wins for his wins uh, is to sort of elect himself Pope. And then be like, and by the way, I'm now in charge, and I know what God wants, and everyone comes to me. And that it was immediately that he was, his final stage was succumbing to this lust for power. Yeah, that, that makes sense. So basically, God chose the wrong person. Oops. <laughs> sure. Right? Isn't God supposed to know who to pick? I guess. Uh, but then the country an was quiet for 40 years in the days of Gideon. So it was fine. You know, like they did subdue the Midianites. No one attacked them. But they were yeah, essentially harlots to Gideon, you know, which makes sense yeah. when he's like, oh, give it to God and Gideon. He's definitely like, it's definitely like when Tina Turner was like, and now the band's named after me, you guys are like, well, I thought we were, I thought we were <laughs> fucking team. Like, no, nah, it's Tina fucking Turner now. Like, All right. I mean, she was right. Yeah, she did. She um, it. I don't even know the, I don't even know what her original band's name was. Like, it's <laughs> no one cares, honestly. <laughs> So it says that, yeah, like you said, 40 years of peace come up. Um, during that time, Gideon is laying some fucking pipe, dude. You're right. Uh, he has 70 kids with his wife and concubines. He's He's got, oh, sorry, many wives and concubines. Um, well, I think, I think he had 70 sons from his many wives, and he had one son from a concubine in Shechem that he named Abimelech. Sure, so he had 71 kids. Right. True, true, uh, Abimelech, true. which we've heard before, that was uh, that was that was the title of one of the dudes that uh, uh, I think Isaac and Abraham fucked with. Yeah, that they let their wives fuck. Yeah, yeah, that whole the, thing, the, like you know, it's a t- the cuck lords. Yeah, it, it'd be like naming your kid Jesus. You know, like obviously that's fucking yeah. ridiculous. It's well, in this case, it's like naming your kid the bull. <laughs> I guess you know, like Abimelech <laughs> is a title for a king, and Gideon named his bastard son Abimelech. So, yeah. Wonder what's so going to happen smart. there. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even think about that. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he's got a kid named Bimlek now. It's really cool. But um, but 70 real n- sons, one bastard who's named King. Well, he's not a bastard. It's, they know it's, who his it's, mom it's, is. Yeah, but, I mean, they're not married. It's a concubine. Wait, you, you, yeah, they but, know who his mom is? Like, you think that's the fucking part that I like? I mean, oh, yeah, well, obviously that wasn't that. I just feel like. It's only a bastard if it's like outside of legal confines, but a concubine was like accepted. Oh, so he's just like. I mean, I guess I feel like there's a fine line between a bastard and a concubine kid. Uh, okay, we can we can we can. Okay, we can so argue I play a lot of Crus- <laughs> I play a lot of Crusader Kings too, and there's definitely a difference. Okay. Bastards can't inherit. Concubine kids can. They're just last in the line. See, I think that he because when we get to uh, chapter nine, he doesn't inherit. He's kept separate. He is a different son. I know, because he's, he's below, but it, he's not a bastard. I'm saying there's a middle ground between legitimate kid and bastard called concubine, son of Whatever. a concubine. I mean, technically, his Abimelech would be on par with, like, um, God, the sons of... Uh, Ishmael. Not Ishmael. I mean, Ishmael would be, yeah. Ishmael would be uh, uh, an example of, a, like, essentially the son of a concubine, son of a servant. Uh, I'm also thinking yeah. of the two sister wives of Jacob. Yeah, oh, yeah, the ones that weren't Rachel earlier. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember their names. Yeah, and those kids are all legit. Those, those kids are part are of the tribe. Okay, fine, fuck it, whatever. Yeah. But Got I'm em. still going to call okay. him a bastard. I don't have my air horn out, but if I did, I would have just fucking... Better not pull it out again. Got you, dude. That thing. But anyway, <laughs> um, so, so he has a concubine kid, Abimelech, 70 uh, legitimate 
children from wives and he dies. And as soon as Gideon was dead, this is Judges 8.33, as soon as Gideon was dead, the children of Israel again played the harlot with Baals, Baal, and made Baal Berith their god. And let's just real quick, um, every time that it uses the word prostitution, like a little earlier in the chapter, or when it's talking about them being harlots, mm-hmm. prostitution here basically means idolaters. Um, right. It's cheating on God is the point. So it's not literal. They didn't sell their cruel. bodies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just because they I mean, think did. even a, yeah, well, sure. Even to Christians these days, um, they consider the relationship between Christ or God or whatever and themselves like a they're the bride of Christ. The church is the bride of Christ. So that imagery continues to where if you if for instance you're me and you stop worshiping God and you turn to I don't know whatever Dungeons and Dragons you worship or science. I'm an, I'm prostituting myself to. Uh, things that aren't God. So I'm an idolater right. and uh, treating whore. Right. You are a whore. Cool, cool, cool. Um, but so yeah. the the children of Israel forgot Gideon. They forgot their God. And they did not even show kindness to Gideon's house. Uh, they just completely forgot. They were just like, yeah, let's go fucking, let's go throw some eggs at that old guy Gideon's house. Fucking. Well, his his kid wouldn't even kill the captured king. So yeah, why respect them? Yeah. Honestly. He's probably a coward. That's uh. Yeah, and then he died. <laughs> Judges 8. He was dead. I think that's it for today, huh? Uh, I mean... I mean, 9 is an undertaking. 9 is an I think undertaking. We, just, I, we can stop there, it. I guess. That's, We're already over an hour. Yeah, yeah. fuck it. Because, uh, yeah, I, when we, we'll, we'll remember Abimelech. He's, he, he's a key oh, yeah. feature in the next one. Uh, but that's, yeah, yeah. I, so I, I like, guess we can end with the story of Gideon today. We'll talk about the bastard concubine's son next week on our big 5-2. Five 5-2? Two. Five two. yeah. Yeah, um, that was shit. good. That was a good read, man. That was only two chapters, but it was dense. Right. There was a lot going on there. I liked it. Um, and as I mentioned, the 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 whole the 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 land was quiet for forty years in the days of Gideon. I kind of wonder what it means, but my Bible says that this will be the last time that there is peace in Israel for the for a bit. For, for judges at least until we get into like the prophets and all that shit. Sure, I don't. I wouldn't fucking know, but um, yeah, because you're not a Christian. <laughs> Yeah. I'm smirking at him right yeah, now. I can't yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I love that it was like almost like an insult, but I was like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Um, that's funny. I just I the second you said because you're not a Christian just made me <laughs> go back to being like 15 years old in high school, and people yeah, are like, what church do you go to? Oh, oh, my family doesn't go to church. Mm, so you guys are bad people. Like you like going to hell. Like that's you're about it. Do you fuck cats? That's what my mom says. All atheists do. I assume, dude. It's like it's that way here. I went uh, as quick side story. Uh, I went to, a, yeah, I went to a uh, like a charity event with my uh, school, like my cohort sure. from school, cohort, my fellow students, sure. and and our professor. Right, she like brought it up for us. We go to this this thing, and it's basically packing snacks for uh, underprivileged kids. Right, sure. and they deliver it every Friday, and it's enough snacks for them to have for the entire next week so that if they're between meals, they don't get too hungry. If they're not getting fed a good breakfast at home or whatever, sure. it's a cool little thing. So we just pack them up. It. it was like 800 bags. Anyways, I was like, yeah, this is going to be nice. It's a way to like help out in the community, blah, blah, blah. We couldn't do it without having like a miniature sermon beforehand <laughs> and then having to all hold hands and pray. It was bizarre, man. Uh, it, it is kind of weird that people feel that like you have to like, 
I remember when I was an EMT, uh, people would come up to me like, like coworkers would be like, yeah, you know, and then you're dealing with the shit, you know, but I mean, I'm sure you like, you wouldn't do this if you didn't have empathy and sympathy for people. No one would do this job if they didn't have it. I was like, I don't know, man, this is just a fucking paycheck to me. I fucking hate, yeah, I'm getting paid. I hate people. And I get to see a lot of blood. You know, fucking, <laughs> man, I used to sweep floors, uh, you know, picking up fucking people's RMPs off the road is actually a step up, you know, like this is, <laughs> like, this is not, I don't give two shits. It was kind of weird. Like, cause, um. It's one of those things I came up because I like I volunteered at a homeless shelter a couple times, right? Yeah, um, and people would be like, "Oh yeah, that you- was just to pick up chicks." Apparently, right? <laughs> but based on your, but people would be like, "Oh man, so you like you must you just must really care." I was like, "No, no, no, I fucking hate the homeless. I fucking hate the homeless." I'm like, well, "Why are you here?" I was like, "Cause I hate the homeless." You know, like if there was ever a fucking way of getting rid of something I hate, feeding them and helping them get on their feet is how I'm gonna fucking do it. You know, it's either this or hitting them with my car. But it's not a. It's not based. On- <laughs> I mean, you realize that the car thing would be way faster. <laughs> way funnier too but and a way better instead, success rate. instead i provided resume readings you know and checked on soup whatever the fuck i was doing you know like it was dude fun. that is actually a fast i like that take you know i was like no i fucking hate the i homeless. hate homeless people so i hate homeless people so much that i'm trying to give them houses <laughs> i hate homeless people so much that i'm giving blood and volunteering at their fucking shelter and like making sure that they all get home safe at night like, that's what i fucking do because i can't stand them that's why i'm trying to get that's i'm trying to i'm trying to genocide them through kindness <laughs> Dude, that's chaotic good as fuck. <laughs> but, you know, like, like put my shoulder, be like, oh, God's looking over tonight. I'm like, get the fuck off me, man. <laughs> yeah, there was like a, a point where she was like, oh, she gave us the whole background of like this program, the F- Feeding the Kids program. She's mm-hmm. like, there was a point a couple years ago where we didn't, we took on more kids, but we couldn't pay for it. And I said, I'll just front it myself. And, you know, two weeks later, this local restaurant came through and paid, helped us do a fundraiser to pay for all of it. She's like, and I think I know who was behind that. <laughs> like, uh, oh God. It just could have been general human kindness and, uh, and the compassion that is designed it, yeah, to create it society, the, you know? It wasn't the business owner. It was definitely Jesus. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, I don't know. I, I think of that scene from, uh, we're going to talk about this for another 40 minutes, but uh, I think of that yeah, scene yeah. from uh, As Good As It Gets when he's like, I'll take care of the dog. And the woman's like, oh, yes, God. He's like, I get the fuck out of here. I just like, <laughs> I just like this dog. Like, get the fuck. You know, like, I don't, we don't need to tie this to some fucking mystical higher power. People can just do nice things. It's not that big a deal. Yeah. Yeah. It's wonderful when they do. In anyway. fact, it's better. Yeah. But. Uh... Cool. Well, that was uh, chapter seven and eight of Josh of Judges that oh, yeah. we're just slow poking our way through, which is fine. It's good stuff. This is good content. Yeah. Eventually, we're going to get into some real fucking dry spells, so let's soak this up while we can. Yeah, there was a couple things right. I missed. I don't know if it's worth going back there, but uh, my, no. my concordances wise, my Bible was saying that uh, Ephraim getting all pissed off that they were like, why didn't you tell us that we were having a war on our front fucking step? Was just a sign that uh, Ephraim was looking for trouble, and Gideon managed to keep the peace. This is a precursor no. to the to the strife that would come through Israel, you know, and, and how the kingdom would no. be broken up. I'm like, oh, I think it's kind of... No. <laughs> None of that. Yeah. Stupid asshole. That's all make-believe. But, uh, Ugh. Yeah, it's a fun all book. Right. Good content. It is. I'm glad. Good old I didn't, I, You know, I, I, I found myself liking Gideon. And then he seemed like such a, uh, a relatable character. And then, unfortunately, he kind of remained relatable. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, this fucking maniac is drunk with power, of course. So I, you yeah, know, yeah. He, at first, he was all like... He was a good judge. He was first. He was all like, "I like beer," and I was like, "Yeah." And then he raped somebody, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, and I was like, oh. "I almost wonder if he's like a parable for like your modern like uh, pastor, you know, 
where Ooh. you get enough of a you get enough of a um, following, you know, talking like love and kindness and faith to God, and then once you start getting enough money and power, then you just start being like, close the doors. But there's people outside in the middle of the hurricane. He's like, protect the pews, you know, like it's yeah, yeah, <laughs> or, or like my nemesis Babylon B yeah. that starts off with like some actual Christian satire, and then they realize that people respond better whenever they make fun of libtards, <laughs> and then that's all they can do. Yeah, it's just because that's Christian. Like once you once it, it, it seems like you start you start good, and then once you start uh, getting inundated with money and power, things go weird. It's weird that these people yeah, who are every time these people who are messengers for God are so uh, incorrigible. That's why I refuse to get a job. I don't want to end up owning some pedophile island. <laughs> it's a slippery it's slope. It's, it is a you can connect the dots. Easy. It's a slippery slope. And like 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 my boss was like, all right, well you're due for your raids. It's gonna be like you know such and such percent. I was like, you trying to get me to fuck kids? So this is about <laughs> no. Is that, do I get to go into the back room? No, and put on thank the robe you. and everything. Yeah, you fucking. <laughs> What's next? Uh, you're gonna right. invite me to a dark room with a pentagram on the floor and a kid tied up covered in fucking candle wax? I'm not sticking around for this. That's my favorite season of True Detective. Um, cool, cool, cool. So. Uh, is that you got anything else? Let's do it. No? All right. If you don't already, everybody, follow us on Twitter at Revelations. Send us emails at revelationspodcast at gmail.com. If we get to a year worth of episodes without a single fucking fan email, I'm going to shoot myself live on a podcast. <laughs> so if you want to see that, I guess don't email us. I'm going to fucking disable the email. <laughs> I, don't know how, I don't know how else we'll get famous if I can't. It's, this yeah, is like great. this is like when I pushed my uh, roommate off my balcony so I get an A in college. Like, perfect, perfect. So please email us, please, please. And also, if you're out there and you're getting offered a job, turn it down. You don't want to turn into a Gideon, right? If you get if you're offered a raise, it's only a matter of time before you are covering people in thorns and running them over with John Deere tractors. All right, that's all from us. Bye.